you looking for solid answers on why our healthcare system is so jacked up? Tired of the soft talk and ready to get real? Then turn up the volume and tune into smashithealthcare.com, where real, serious medical advisors are discussing how to save our healthcare system. Get ready to get smashed. Welcome back, smashers. How you doing? Bob Salvat, Johnny B, and Danny Big freaking s on the mic we're back here today with another smash it recording and um this is going to be i think we're on episode eight holy smokes we're starting to really uh get up there as far as recording time has flown (laughs) time has flown joe rogan watch out so (laughs) smash stands for serious medical advisors about saving healthcare and guys, um, I just want to thank you all out there for for all the sm- social media uh, likes, the thumbs up, um, and, and just uh, you know the followers that we got out there. And if you if you haven't heard the show or if you you know haven't checked this out, please check us out on sm- social media. We're we're on the Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on uh, Facebook, and we're on uh, YouTube and. And uh, we're out there on, I think, SoundCloud. I think we're we're on Spotify. We're on a few others, um, Buzzsprout and Apple Podcast and, 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 a, and a host of others. So if you're out there, I think Deezer uh, and you're checking out the show, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I want to start today's show out with something positive. Okay. Courageous, positive people inspire others to be courageous, positive people. And I think that's appropriate for today's show because it takes courage to talk about the things that other people just don't want to talk about. Right. And so today's show, okay, get this, is going to be about healthcare people, medical device professionals, hospital. Uh, materials management professionals, purchasing agents. If you're out there, okay, I want you to tune in, okay? Take the wax out of your ears, listen up, turn up the volume, because today we're going to be talking about capitated pricing versus capitated vendor programs, all right? John, what, what in your experience, first of all, can we talk about some definitions? What it, To your definition, what is a capitated pricing program that a hospital has? What is that? Well, it's always a matrix, right? It's, I mean, capitated pricing essentially look, looks like to, to, the, to the average person, it would be like, all right, you go to CarMax, all right? And CarMax has different segments of different vehicles. And every price from a 2015 Tahoe is exactly the same, Okay. But as an as a consumer, you'd be like, well, not every Tahoe has the same trim package. Not every Tahoe has has uh, the same wheels or the same options from the factory. So how could you how could you possibly price them all the same? Well, capitated pricing for 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 in in the medical space. And you know, I'm glad you said Tahoe because I like a good Tahoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want the Z71 package, which is the off road package, right? I want good suspension. I, I prefer, you know, the diesel version or if they got the V8, right? I want some leather in that bad boy. Give me some freaking Bose speakers, all right? I need my tunes. I need my tunes. I need to hear my smash it podcast with a little bit of thump, baby. Well, guess what? A little bit Bob. of thump, okay? 
I have personal preferences, John. Bob, you can't get it. You can't get it. You're going to get the LT, okay, with cloth interior. I'm, go I'm going somewhere no else. No air conditioning. I'm going somewhere else. What? Well, you can't because CarMax is the only place that you can buy this vehicle. That, no. I'm See, it's, I'm the, it's the only dealership in town, Bob. It's you the, cannot, the only place you can go. I, I, I am the customer. I am. Listen, I'm going to be driving this car for the next probably five, six years. I want to enjoy my ride, man. No you leather can't for you, sit Bob. here and tell. That's just evil. How can you tell a man, right? Or tell someone, man, woman, whatever. What, what kind of vehicle that they got to drive or they got to stay? And I mean, you're going to be sitting in traffic, Let's, hating life. Hold on a second. You're no, we, you don't even get to drive the car. You're going to drive. We haven't even got to the best part yet, Bob. The best part is, is you've got your service technician with you on the car lot. Okay. The guy, the mechanic that's going to work on your Tahoe is standing there saying, oh, no, no, no. This is the one you want. Bob needs leather. Bob needs air conditioning. He drive. needs the he needs the Z seventy one diesel hauler. He's gonna be he's gonna be hauling his boat with this thing. This yep. is what he needs. Yep. And and you've got and you've Duramax, got yeah. And instead you've got the you've got the general manager of Carmax stand there saying, "Nope, Bob gets a V six with cloth interior. You don't you don't get you don't get what you need, and you don't get what your service guy you don't get what your mechanic tells you you need." You're going to get what we tell you you need. And it's $36,000 cloth interior. It's V6. wrong. That's what it's you wrong. Get. You know, one time I was at a dealership. They stuck me in this little cubicle talking to the salesperson, right? It was off in the corner. And then, you know, so we're trying to negotiate the deal. And I kid you not, the manager and like two other guys got around me and I was sitting down and we were all in the, the, the circumference of like a four and a half foot space. Definitely not social distanced. Def well, this is way before social distancing. I could smell their breath. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, a, it, it was a method of intimidation. And you know what I did? You know what I did, John? Danny, you know what? You know what your big brother did? I stood up, and I looked at him, and I go, "No," and I go, "Back off." I go, "I, I what you guys are doing right now? This, this may work, you know, for some people." but you need to back off. You're in my personal space. You're trying to intimidate me, intimidate the situation back off. And, and they looked at me with these wide, like wide eyes, like, Holy cow. Somebody's actually standing up and saying something against, you know, our method of sales. Like, and they looked at me and they're like, you used to be a car salesman. And I said, no, I said, I'm not a car salesman, but I've worked in sales and you need to back off. And these guys backed off and they and they finally realized that they weren't going to do the deal the way they wanted to do it. Right. And ultimately, I ended up getting the deal I wanted. OK, um, but but here's the deal. There's not enough people out there who are willing to push back and say no. And right. and, and, and in some situations, OK, in these vendor capitated programs and these capitated pricing programs you're not able to really have an option. Like you're saying, you're stuck on this a lot. You know, you're, they're telling you, you're going to get the car you're going to get. And that's it. Yeah. Bring it, bring it full circle, Bob, you know, bringing it back into med, into healthcare. Here, here's, here's, here's the best way I could, I could, I could sum it up. So you're a 52 year old man. You're a runner. 
you've been a runner your whole life and your hips deteriorating and your mechanic, i.e. your doctor looks at you and says, I think we should do a ceramic minimally invasive hip on you. You're, you're, a, you're a classic candidate for a mini operation. You're very young. You're very active. We're going to give you the top of the line hip. And hopefully I never have to see you again because this hip's going to last you the rest of your life. But that hip's twice as expensive as the metal stem with wire and, you know, wide open whack, opening your hip wide open, you know, bigger chance of infection. But, oh, and this hip's only going to last you nine years. But this is where, this is where my you're saying You're says, saying, you're saying the, the good versus good, new technology versus old technology, right? I'm saying leather versus cloth. Right. Right. I want, I want you to have the Z 71 V eight can, can tug a boat all the way from here to, to Mars and back with leather. And what I'm telling you is I can't give you that because we're under, we, we have a capitated pricing system here and there's no way I'll be allowed to put in that, that high end hip. So, so you mean to tell me I I've got to now, because of your, your hospital and your program and the way that it's set up, right? I have to now live with an implant that may only last me nine years versus another implant that may last me 20 years or the rest of my life because of the way your, 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 your pricing program works. Is that what Correct. you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm saying. So I can't, it's not like I can trade it in for a car. It's not like nine years later right? Nine years later, I come back and now the bone may have deteriorated or it may be, and I may have lesser, I have to come back for another surgery. Cost yeah, you're more coming money. back for a surgery. You're coming back for a surgery. It's going to cost more money. And if the thing fails in the meantime, I, I, I may even come back sooner. How, okay. How is that? Or is that conversation being had with the patient and how many patients do you think would sit there and go, oh, okay, uh, that's, that's okay, great, doc. Let, let's go with that. I mean, I understand what you're saying about the capitated bracing program, but yeah, just, it's okay. Sign me up. I'm all right with that. <laughs> that's not freaking happening, man. 0.01%. Right. That's not happening. Okay, that's not, not happening. They're they're not having that conversation. As a matter of fact, what's happening is is probably it's like, yeah, we're gonna give you the best possible implant we can, the best one that we can offer. You're getting, buddy. Oh, great! You mean I'm gonna get a freaking Ferrari Maserati? Yeah, our version of Ferrari Maserati. You're getting it. Mm -hmm. But it's not a Ferrari or a Maserati. No, it's a it's a, it's an LT with cloth. Cloth. <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's a freaking Tahoe. I, I would say, well, listen, we're not going to bash car car companies right now, but um, it's definitely not. I, I like Tahoe's. I don't even think it's a Tahoe. No. So um, that's horrible, man. Okay, so listen, this happens, right? And, and I'm going to be devil's advocate right here. First of all, I want to talk about the definition of a vendor. If you don't know a vendor capitated program or the definition, and I pulled this off of a hospital's vendor handbook and what, what they say a vendor is. A vendor is defined as a person or a representative of a company, and this is including independent contractors and subcontractors for a company that either 
that has either a contractual agreement with a hospital or seeking to provide support services and or maintenance for a company's products or products that is service uh, or services at a hospital. Okay. Now, listen, there are ways that these hospitals, right, or these facilities or these group purchasing programs, they have a way to kind of weed out the the or sift through the vendors that aren't you know really great vendors or 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 whatever you want to call it right or who aren't competing at a high level within the program right you agree with that so they have a vendor credentialing program vendor credentialing programs they they make you uh you know take you know you, you you've got to you know go through your vaccines and you've got to go through all these checks and, you, and you've got a background check and criminal check and you know you may have some testing that you have to do um and then beyond the the vendor doing that the the, the company that they represent has to all also sign a bunch of paperwork and has to adhere to certain uh, you know, applicable laws and standards and ethical standards and policies. And they have to yeah, sign their products have to be FDA approved. They have to have ins- a minimum of insurance policy, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, 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 right. Then beyond that, after you've gone through all of that, now whatever product that you want to present to the hospital for approval, you have to have typically a champion within the, the facility, right? One of the physicians has to say, I would like to have this product available uh, for, for, for use. Okay. And so the, the, the vendor now has to go to the, the, the champion physician and has to have them usually fill out a letter or sign a letter or something, or maybe go to the hospital themselves, right. The physician and say, I want to use this, you know, contact Bob or John to use this product. And then, and then the, the, the conversation starts. And then usually what happens after that is they say, okay, you want to submit this product for approval. Your, your physician thinks it's a, gr- a good product, obviously better than anything we currently offer, right? For whatever reason, right? And so now we need to put you through our value analysis committee, our VAC program. Typically, most you know, larger entities, most large hospitals have this. Uh, smaller ambulatory surgery centers, they don't really have this because you know they don't, uh, they, I don't know. They don't. They don't feel the need for it. Um, they typically they, don't have the administration for it. They, they just don't have the manpower for it. They don't have the manpower for and it, and they're right? also not dealing with the amount of inventory that a larger facility would be dealing with. Right. So, so what is a value analysis committee, in your definition, John? What do you, What would you call it? it? It's a group of, it's a group of champions. It's a group of of. Uh, administrators some mds some not right some business so some physicians who actually work at the hospital and also they do surgery there too absolutely absolutely and and basically what they are is is a governing body for what is allowed to be used at the facility and and they'll they'll take into account who wants to use it how often it wants they want to use it um, is it a one-off or is it, is this a, um, is this just a one-time thing? Is it a specialty product that's going to be used once in every blue moon, or is it going to be used? What other products does it compete against within our system? Absolutely. What, right. what, what products are already approved that it, that it's most like, 
and if there's any advantages, disadvantages, benefits to using it versus something that's already approved in the system. So smashers, if you're out there, okay, and you're listening right now, okay, um, and if you're listening right now, we know you're out there. So <laughs> just to understand uh, John and I's experience in this is we've both worked in med device. We both worked in med uh, device distribution uh, for, for, for over uh, 15 years, right? So we kind of have been through this, this VAC committee, this, this uh, product approval process numerous times, right? And, and know the ins and outs of it and, and what it's done. And, and there are certain situations that I could tell you that are not when it comes to these VAC committees and when it comes to the politics of working with some of these hospitals, you know, we talk about uh, policies and ethical standards and things that they try to adhere, adhere to. I think, you know, they, they start off with really good intentions. They start off with uh, wanting to do it the right way. Uh, but there are some people, just like anything, just like anything, there are some people within the system that really botch it up, okay? And and I, I'll tell you, you know, something that 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 I've seen actually in one of, well, this has actually happened a few times that I've seen this, but um, one report that came out uh, that there that there was a hospital that reached a $69 million settlement with the federal government after it accused the district of maintaining a secret compensation system that rewarded physicians for steering referral work to the district's laboratories, imaging departments, and other services, and penalized them for taking on charity cases. OK, now what I can tell you is it went a lot further down the rabbit hole than just that. Of course it did. Now, coincidentally, um, the CEO, after this whole settlement um, happened, there was like a whole suicide thing and there was a huge investigation. And I believe the FBI was involved and it just went on and on and on and on and on. And it is. It's horrible, man. It's horrible because, you know, this is a tangled web that's woven and it's eating these people alive. And you have vendors that are trying to compete within a system. And it becomes very challenging when, especially when there is collusion, especially when there are these secret compensation systems that are going on. You know, there are these back end rebates that go on. You know, there's a lot of accusations out there of, of you know, maybe, you know, in these these vendor capitated programs. I mean, what do these vendors do to get accepted into this capitated program? You know, are they are they offering the hospital free equipment? Are they saying, hey, if you use this amount of product, there is a year end rebate that comes to you. Now, if, if that's a scenario, right, if that's a scenario, how does the little guy compete? John, how do how do the small to mid-size medical device suppliers and look, look, I want to be fair here. OK, I want to be fair. John, how, and how many how many spine companies do you think are out there? How many spine medical device spine companies do you think are out there? Got to be 100. Got to be 100 to 150. I would say I would argue more than 150 are out there. 
Okay. Um, how many orthopedics? So, so hip, knee, shoulder, joint um, companies are out there. Half that. Right. And then, and then I would say that's pro- pro- probably right. Right. And then there's, then there's also trauma. Right. And they do trauma. So some of those in there and they do both. Right. And then, okay. So then what about uh, cardiothoracic? What about uh, the heart guys? Half of that. Half of that. Right. So, so you, yep. you know, you're talking, you know, around 50. So if you're a hospital and you have, let's say, you know, all these different from all these different specialties, all these physicians on staff, you got vendors coming at you from everywhere. And they all want to sell within your system. And the, the bigger your hospital is and the more well-known it is, the more vendors you have coming at you. Would you agree that's correct? 100%. Okay. So it gets a little crazy. So when, 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 you, when you're a materials manager and you're going to your boss, look, I, I would love to do this work that you're requesting. However, I got freaking 100 vendors walking through my door every single day. I can't even function, man. I they're trying to sell stuff. This doc wants this. This other doc wants that. I can't even. I can't even do what I need to do. So there's all these little you know hurdles that are put in place. Well, okay, here's this document to the vendor. Here, you need to do this first if you want to talk. If you need to do this, you need to go to this link on our website. You need to fill all this stuff out, right? So there's ways to kind of you know, slow them down through the process so that, you know, these materials managers and purchasing agents, they could do other things that they need to do to keep the hospital functioning. Is that fair to say? Fair, very fair. Okay, good. So it's not, it's not, you know, we're not looking at hospitals saying, Ooh, you know, you're a horrible entity for doing a, a vendor capitated program. Quite right? the contrary. Or you're, you're a horrible entity for doing a capitated pricing program, right? You're a freaking business. You need to make a profit. You, you've, you, you don't want things getting out of control, right? Now, I would argue that when a vendor capitated program comes and meets a vendor capitated pricing program, right, from a med device perspective, it, it's tough, man. That, that is tough. If you're the small guy, if you're the small to mid-sized medical device supplier, you've just met a leviathan that you have to tackle in order to, to compete in that arena. Yeah, right? I, 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 you're, you're, you're spot on. The, the question is, is can the tail wag the dog? And, and, and I would point to, again, and we've referenced him so many times in so many of our podcasts, but I'm going to, I'm going to refer everyone to Elon Musk one more time. And I'm going to say Tesla. Tesla creates an all electronic vehicle when none of the bigs saw value in it. Why? Because from a profitability and an ROI standpoint, return on investment standpoint, they had the internal combustion engine vehicle, that that was locked up. You got Ford, GM, Chrysler, right? And then you've got you've got your big Europeans, Mercedes, BMW, Audi. Tesla comes on the block. Everybody chuckles, <laughs> right? Everybody chuckles. What I would say that Tesla has done has introduced technology to a market that was in dire need of a kick in the butt. 
And why is the tail wagging the dog? Because if you look across all the manufacturers, especially the European manufacturers, I mean, Audi's e-tron. I don't know if you've seen this e-tron. I got a, I got a ride in one when I was down in Miami and it was the, it was the hotel vehicle. And I was blown away. Absolutely. Yeah, blown. Comfort. Was, was that nice? Oh, comfortable, quiet, all electric. Did everything that my my full size uh, SUV does that's sitting in my garage. But what if you're down. a patient, man? What if you're a patient? And somebody looks you right in the face and says, "You can't have that." My point is this. Or if you're a physician and they look at you and say, "You can't have it." My point is this: even the bigs in the med tech space would agree with this. It is hard until they are pushed out of their comfort zone. It is hard for them to truly, truly add technology to the space because they're they're comfortable their their profit margins are good their share owners are happy right they're turning they're turning good quarters over good quarters over good over good quarters but my point is it's the little guy it's bob walking in and having that hard conversation with that hospital administrator saying no we're cap priced or we're vendor we're vendor capped and and saying so this how is going to change the way you guys do surgery? Uh, how this is a rhetorical question, right? How are the the big guys competing and offering these low prices? And then you have, then you have the the small to mid sized guys. They have to come in and they have to match this low pricing. Quite frankly, it's it's old technology. It's old, old technology. Tec okay, so I would argue this a little bit more insidious than that for my good friend johnny b that's his <laughs> phrase i love let's it. not go super insidious i'm not, I'm not going super but I, I i will say this okay it's older technology yes but if somebody were to push and say no we want the newer stuff man mm -hmm. okay all right so you're asking for your cake and you want to eat it too how do you get newer technology right and it's just as inexpensive as older technology well, number one is volume. If there's enough volume, you, you might be able to justify it, right? Rebates. Rebates, right? Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. How do you get how do you get the volume? Well, the way you get the volume is you say, hey, look, um, well, you need, we need more of your physicians using this stuff and you can have the better you can have the better technology. Right. Which makes sense. Right. Now, here's the other thing. And, and this is a variable. I don't think a lot of people will consider. Okay, or, or take into account materials, materials cost. You know, you got a lot of these big players out there and a lot and even small to midsize. They're going to China. They're going to some of these other countries and they're buying their materials for much, much less. And, and, and we really need to question the quality of these materials because there are degradation issues. There are. Uh, you know, uh, metalloids that don't necessarily have the high concentrations of the of the titanium that actually we need in some of these materials. And now things start to become dangerous. Mm. We've actually pushed we've pushed a, a, a company into a corner of live or die. OK, survive or thrive. Right. And, and they've got to make some hard decisions, right? And they've got to do these things. And I think 
I think that's tough. And and look, we're you know, I don't want to go off too far in, in, in you know in, into a tangent about this, but what I do want to say is is why. Okay. I want to get to the point of why. Why do you have to have a capitated vendor program? Why do you have to have a capitated pricing program? Because they lack the technology on the front end to make the transaction easy. Holy smokes. Danny, hit the freaking bell. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Okay, where's the confetti shooting off from the side here? Guys, We, John, say that again. Say that again. They lack the technology to make the transaction easy and efficient. Incredible. Incredible. So if, and, and look, and back to your point with Tesla. Tesla, they're not selling their cars at CarMax. They're not at, you know, they're not at one of these these auto nation dealerships or what, what are they doing? You know what they said? They said, screw it all you guys. You know what they did online. They started selling some of their cars online. And right? they control, they control, not only do they control the manufacturing, they control the distribution hundred percent. Incredible. They don't, they don't give away their, their, but, uh, but uh, why do they, but why do they control the distribution hundred percent is because they found a new and innovative way to do that. And look, guys, right now, this is this entire podcast is about how to think differently about healthcare. Okay. We need to start thinking more like the Elon Musk of the world, the Jeff Bezos of the world, right? On how we approach how we handle healthcare. If if the vendor capitated program. Okay, and the vendor uh, uh, or the capitated pricing, it's good for the facility, yes, and the facility is now allowed to 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 survive and thrive. But for the vendors, for the implants that are going into the people, and mind you, let me tell you something: some of these people who work at these facilities, they're getting surgery at these facilities, and they're getting some of these implants put in them at these facilities, right? So this isn't really helping them. Okay, this isn't really helping them too much because, like you said before, they got an implant that may not have the survivability ratio or the functionality, right? That some of these other implants have. So you're not really helping yourself, right? Um, look, are you really are you really helping society? Are you really helping the healthcare system? Are you really helping people, patients out there with this? Are we are we hurting, you know, the advances in new technology, right? So so okay. So is the hospital the problem? Is the facility the problem? Okay. I think I think the procedure is the problem. The procedure is how they allow things in, how they certify that what's being brought in is legit. And and the barriers to those ent- entries for the for the new technologies and the technologies that they ultimately we all want to get to the patients that need them, that system is broken. So so they need to adopt. Way. There's got to be a better way. They need to adopt new technology that allows them to do this. That's one, right? Okay, number two. Who who's actually really steering you know the bus here? Okay, healthcare insurance companies anyone anyone cms okay reimbursement okay maybe if reimbursement was better maybe if that was a little bit more efficient 
Maybe if there was a little less wasteful spending there. Right. And when I'm talking about wasteful spending, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, office chairs and, and, and toilet seats. I'm talking about time, you know, efficiency of time, the data that you're using, the technology that you're using, right, to make those decisions, right? We're not thinking here people with the Tesla kind of attitude of where, you know, uh, we're just not. We're, we're not thinking differently at all. We're thinking the same old, same old way. And, and like John said before, because the profit margins are so high, we're not forced to, to move down a different path. And then not only that, but you have people like this healthcare, you know, the CEO and, and, and the $69 million payout and all of this. They're doing these these things on the side and compensation. And it's just messed up, man. You know, when you get in, you know, our discussion that we had in, in one of the other episodes about Medicare and Medicaid and and the states and the federal government and them needing to vie for more funds in order to pay for their their programs. I mean, this rabbit hole is deep, people. But if we don't have a new way of thinking about this, is it really going to get fixed? No. <laughs> I mean, look at your kids, man. You know, if you got kids, I got kids. You know, I, I'm dealing with issues right now. Actually, uh, dealing <laughs> with with an issue in particular with, with my son and, and, and seeing a neurologist. And we had another, you know, way of getting an EEG test. But and so we, we did that. Right. And it was it was a better avenue for us to go through. And, and this one neurologist didn't like it and didn't even want to read it or or because it wasn't done through their facility or done with their protocols we're not even going to look at that test and, and we're not even going to, we're not even going to deal with that because we didn't get essentially what it comes down to is they didn't even get the bill for it. Right. So, I mean, look, this is affecting us all. Okay. In, 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 in a, in a way that is, I don't think in a positive direction, I think we really need to kind of, you know, be truthful about this. We need to be courageous, positive people about this. And we need to say, hey, look, um, you know, maybe, right, that small or mid-sized company who's coming out with, they're trying to break into the market, so they're coming out with better materials, a, a higher quality made product. Um, they don't have the CNC machines that are, are doing high volume on this. Some of this stuff is hand machine. Some of this stuff is is is, you know, done in a way that, uh, requires some special attention, special care, right? And that is actually the new great product. And look, a lot of these products that you see by these bigger companies, they're acquiring these smaller suppliers, these smaller manufacturers, right, John? Absolutely. Because they're innovating. They're innovating. They're but the if, only ones that are. Right, but if we don't give these guys a chance to even sell products at these, at these hospitals and these facilities... How are they going to grow? How are they going to get acquired? How's that even going to happen? Can you explain that? Is that is that American to you? Is this America? Is this capital? Is this capitalism? What is this? What are we doing? I simply I simply think that we need to find a better transactions solution to unload some of the man manpower hours that it takes for these facilities to run efficient businesses 
and adding adding more administrators and adding more red tape is not creating efficiencies certainly isn't allowing technology to trickle down through the space and allow the best of the best to rise to the top and uh I, I just think that we've got to start embracing technology in in a in a model that will allow for greater efficiency in faster time while allowing these facilities to reach the efficiency metrics that they're looking for. That's it. I love it. I love it. So so here's an all call. OK, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a call out. All right. If you're a, a, a hospital executive, you're a purchasing manager, materials manager, you're a medical device rep, medical device distributor, supplier, you're any of these guys, and and you, you know, you've got the cojones, right, to 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 be courageous and have a positive conversation about a, a good direction that we can move in with this. Reach out to us, okay. Um, it's smash it at omedza.com uh, or go to the smash it doc, uh, the smash it healthcare.com website, fill out the contact form and reach out to us. You know, we want to start to surround ourselves with people who know how to think differently, who have some innovative ideas and solutions. If you're a technology company and you've got a great healthcare IT company that, you know, really, you know, speaks to this kind of thing, like Mike Brammer and his team with FamGen, the things that, or uh, that they're doing. I mean, famgenics. I mean, come on. You th- there's. I know there's more of us out there. So I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out into the street. Okay. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. And and we really want. You know, we got to smash this, man. We've got to really be serious about saving healthcare, and we got to talk more about it. We got to take off uh, uh, the handcuffs, and we got to be serious about this because look. This could be you. You could be having surgery. And instead of you getting the high-end Tesla that you want, you're getting no leather. You're getting a beater, and it's getting stuck in you, and that's it. And so who's your hero? Who's your hero? You know who your hero is? Your hero is all of these medical professionals and these healthcare IT professionals that are willing to talk about it and are willing to come in and save the day. And those are the people that we want to honor on this show and we want to talk to. And if you're a weasel, if you're a weasel and you want to come on the show and you want to defend your position, come get it, buddy. We welcome you, okay? I want you to come on. I want you to talk about how uh, uh, how this tangled web that's woven is, is a good thing, okay? Because I don't think it is. In, in my opinion, I don't think it is. But I'm willing to listen to your side. John, are you willing to listen to their side? Always willing to have a good talk. Danny, what about you? You want to hear it? You want to hear their side? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that's that's, Dan, that's Danny's uh, three seconds of fame right there. Danny from I, Soho. From Soho. All right, guys. Listen, Smashers, uh, we're, we're looking forward to hearing you on the next show. And uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to us today and listening to this show. Uh, again, capitated pricing versus capitated vendor power. I think we're going to have to do a couple more episodes on this. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot to stew around here. But listen, people, we love you. God bless America. God bless our healthcare system. We know it can get better. We believe in you. And remember, courageous, positive people, all right, they breed and they talk to and, and, and encourage more courageous, positive people. 
people. So be that person. Think differently, people, and we'll see you on the next one. We're out. If you like today's show, then join the mission. Become a fellow smasher. We're passionate about saving healthcare. Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends. Together, we can make a difference. Go to smashithealthcare.com. This show was brought to you and sponsored by omedza.com.